0: Hey guys, welcome to Wing It. This is a podcast where every week myself, Aisha, will be talking to my busy mate Yvonne, about (laughs) about our life so um that is literally anything and everything so we hope that you enjoy it every single week it's going to be a different topic so we always welcome uh new ideas new discussion points uh whatever you guys want to hear us talking about just holler um and we will be discussing it and winging it whoop
1: Thank you so much for joining us again. So obviously last week we had Aman on who was able to give us his perspective on 2020, the highs and lows, how COVID has really impacted his life and potentially even his future. So thank you so much for everybody who's giving us well wishes of support to pass on to Aman, and all of the feedback we've had so far has been amazing. So thank you so much. This week, we have a very special guest. So this is actually the first guest, kind of mutual guest that we have in common. So the person we have on today's episode, we've kind of mentioned a couple of times in passing. We've mentioned a lot how me and Aisha met. So we met when we were working at the Children's Tuition Centre. And the guest we have on today is very much... A big part of that journey with us. And we can't wait to introduce you all to Tasha. So how are you doing today, Tash?
2: I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm so excited to be joining you guys today.
0: Yeah, we're so excited to have you on.
2: I've been listening to your podcast, you know well since you guys started it. Um, you know, different episodes, and it's so lovely to be able to join you on the journey today and to hopefully also support other people listening definitely
1: and I mean the thing that we really wanted to focus on not to like big you up too much Tash I mean we've done that like, quite a few times already <laughs> on the podcast kind of without like naming you but you were a big part of our journey at our company obviously you were our manager for what was it nine ten months
2: oh my God. It feels like longer because it feels like I've known you guys for so long because it was such an incredible journey. Yeah. And even though I've worked at the company for five years, I feel like you guys, we worked together for so much longer because you were such a big part of my journey as well. So I can't believe when you said it was only nine to ten months.
1: Yeah. And yeah, what a nine to ten months it was. And that's something we want to draw on today. Like some of the, the, the highs and lows, some anecdotes and, you know, Me and Aisha always say that it was honestly the best time in terms of our career. Like, we had the most fun when the three of us were a team. I mean, Aisha, you can probably second that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I mean, I say
0: continuously on and off the podcast that, um, yeah, those nine to ten months, like literally, I looked forward to coming into work, even if that meant a Monday morning. And I think that really says something about your team, like even literally just the other day, we were saying that your job could be anything. But if you have a good team and a good support around you in your working environment, you can literally do anything, you can get through anything, you just need that support system. And honestly, like when we were when us three were a team, I swear like you could just how, how well we got on even just through the company's numbers like we achieved so much I love how our whatsapp group is still like the holiday that we're wishing to go on <laughs> based on those numbers <laughs> that my hope is still gonna happen.
2: I think that was what was so exciting about the three of us is it wasn't just that we were all such good friends but it was that we worked so well together mm. and because we were all so different into what in terms of what we brought to the centre, we brought some numbers yeah. and financially to the company. It didn't feel like we were going into work. Yeah, totally I had, agree. I remember going in some days that you know we had some long sales days, or we had we had like a big operations meeting, and Yvonne would never <laughs> make me laugh. <laughs> 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 uh, Yvonne would send me in the morning would just crack me up In ice of your positive energy. <laughs> um, like we were just such a good team. But I think that's this is what's key with teams, is that you you are so so good for each other into yeah. work and we challenge each other and we could be really honest with each other. Mm. But that was also because we had such a good friendship.
0: Yeah, I completely I completely agree, yeah. I think, I think literally we just spent that nine to ten months just laughing. I just remember laughing a lot. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know why. <laughs> but I think it's just like you said, Tash, like all three of us are so different. I think sometimes it can be hard within a team if you are quite similar because you feel like you're always in like, I don't know, competition or you're always trying to compete or do one up on one another. But I think the three of us were just so chilled about everything that was going on because we were just... We all excelled in different areas, and that's where we kind of put our strengths across. And I think that's what made it work so well.
2: And I think it was also that we knew we could support each other. Mm. Like, I knew you so well. I knew what you loved doing versus what you struggled doing, and that meant that I could really support you. But vice versa, even with me being your manager, I feel like you knew when I had bad days versus good days. Mm. You could probably tell by
1: my facial expression <laughs> most of the time how I was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing you can never hide. You know, when you were stressed, when you were annoyed at something, or when you were super excited, you couldn't hide it. You just—I think other teams have said that about you before, like your previous team as well. Like you—you you just can't hide it off your face. So you know, we. But
0: Yvonne, I think your your facial expressions are—I don't think anyone can hide yours. <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh, <laughs> your facial expressions I'm really quite upset that we're not recording this episode just so that you can't can do like examples to everyone about your... I mean to
1: be fair Aisha was just telling me an anecdote and I didn't agree with something I literally just rolled my eyes like and I didn't even <laughs> try and hide it you know what I mean like I did the biggest eye roll it gave me like a bit of a headache you know what I mean like I just can't, <laughs> again, I God. can't really hide my my expressions. Um, but also, I remember, Tash, you always used to say to me, um, make sure you show, like, you, you sound excited, but tell your face that you're excited. Yeah. Because I'm just so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But that was what was
2: key, is I knew I could say that to you, and I knew you wouldn't get angry at me, or you wouldn't get upset at me. And vice versa, you could say to me, Tash, your face, you're looking a bit you're looking angry so I think if you can have a team that you can be honest with and open with when you're having a bad day versus a good day Mm. that all what that that makes a successful team
1: definitely and I mean the the reason why we got you on today apart from to have a laugh share our like team like knowledge, our team spirit, the banter. Like we wanted to really highlight the success you've had in that company. Like you just said, you've been there for five years. And yeah, you know, there's ups and downs. But you are one of those people that has accelerated quite quickly through the company. I mean, you became a regional manager at the age of 24. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it was a few days after my 24th birthday that I found out I was successful with the regional manager role. Which, which is insane <laughs> yeah I mean it's nuts when you say it back even now um but I, I was you know someone said to me you should go for the role and I always wanted to be a regional manager I'd seen my previous regional managers and gone. I really want to aspire to be like you I really respected them I loved the responsibility of the role so when our regional manager um also got a promotion um I was asked to go for an interview and I was like, mm, I don't think I'm ready. Mm. I'd only been in the company for two years at this stage. God, yeah. um, and I was straight out of university, so I didn't have much experience before this. So I didn't feel ready, but I thought it's a great experience. It's a great interview process. And at least then uh, colleagues know that it's a role that I am then interested in the future. Mm-hmm. And I went for the interview and honestly, I didn't think it went very well. I remember phoning my mum afters going, do you know what, I tried my best. I don't think it went amazingly, but it was really, really good experience.
1: You know what you're getting yourself in for if you were to go for it again, yeah.
2: Exactly that. And it it also supported me in, in the current role I was in with you guys in terms of thinking, oh, it's a great way to think about things differently from yeah. you. So I took a lot from it. And I will never forget being in the office with Yvonne when I got the phone call telling me that I got the role. And I think I went into shock you were in disbelief, honestly. <laughs> and I didn't actually tell any of my family or friends until the next day. So it was the evening I found out, but I had to process it myself first. And we went out for dinner and drinks,
1: didn't we? Yeah. To kind of process it together.
2: Yeah, I was the only person that knew me. Actually, 24 hours. I think I told my friends and family after the next day of work to really get my head around it.
1: Poor Aisha had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't there. I even asked you guys,
0: like, I think I was on holiday and I, I WhatsApped you and wasn't it you were one? You were like, yeah, wait till you get back. And I was like, that's not helpful.
1: <laughs> that's <sounds> something <laughs> I would say, to be fair. You don't need to worry. I She's just fine. And I was like good. crying inside like, oh, no, we're going to lose Tash as a manager. We're all doomed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So I, I was still in happy yeah, I was still like ignorance and is bliss moment here, but I remember like even like leading up to the interview tash when I was when I was still there before I went on holiday. Like over lunches, you would just you would just be like, no, don't think I'm ready. Don't think it's for me. And we were literally like, to be honest, everyone, I think it's partly our fault. Like we literally told Tash to go for it because she would make yeah, it. Yeah, we should have just them. told her how crap she was yeah. and then how bad a she was.
1: Not so much confident. Crushed. Just, confidence just like levels. you're rubbish at sales. You know what I mean? Like complete <laughs> opposite of the truth. Complete opposite of the fact that
0: Tash literally nails any sales event she goes to. But you know,
2: I mean. I mean, what a time it was! But I, I think what that taught me through that that interview process, what we're talking about there, is that it's not about experience for getting jobs. I didn't believe in myself because I'd only been in that role for two years, and actually, I thought my age would go against me because of the experience. Um, yeah. But really, it does show you know, go for things even if you, even if you're if you don't think you're ready for it. It's great experience. It shows people that you're interested in the role.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really, really interesting because just kind of taking that situation and just putting it on a wider scale, I feel like so many people come out of university or are still kind of like 22, 23, 24, who feel like they can't go for these big roles because number one, their age will go against them. And number two, they don't have the, the experience that maybe, I don't know, someone in their 40s or 50s would have for like a managerial role. But it just goes to show that sometimes the belief that you don't have in yourself other people can see in you and that just goes to show Tash like probably if no one had told you to go for it you might not have gone for it and you know your life would be completely different but it's just so it's just so interesting because and I've I found actually that it's more girls who have less confidence in themselves than boys like boys tend to be overconfident whereas girls tend to be underconfident and they'll not go for a role just because there's like one little thing in the job description that they don't have that potentially Mm. the employer might not worry too much about if they've got another set of skills
2: yeah listen to your friends listen to your colleagues um I think that's a great top tip for everyone because we all do doubt ourselves I think we all do and sometimes we can go into the criticisms of ourselves and yeah you know we can create pros and cons list and look more at cons you know as naturally we can do but I think that positivity that optimism think about the pros see and and listen to your friends and to your colleagues to see also what they think and how you think you get on with it as well
0: yeah it's so true and even when so like when you were not regional manager but uh what we call center manager even when we were kind of working under you like there were so many things that I'd never done before that you as a manager got me to do and I I would never have gone for them like to be honest both of you because I started I was the last one who started out both of you so even things like standing in front of like a whole hall full of kids I I used to wee myself every single time <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like I sh- they're kids like they're probably not even gonna remember you like 10 minutes after they left. <laughs> cool. like, um but I don't think if you hadn't pushed me towards it, I would have never pushed myself into it. So definitely, definitely listen to people who know you.
1: And they can definitely assess your skills. Like, you know what I mean? Like Tash obviously came in as a as a new manager. We've been working with mm. other managers up until that point. So for her to be able to assess our skills quite quickly, I mean, I think we've said this in previous episode. like it's the manager's role to get to know us. So they know how to support us they know where our strengths and weaknesses lie and like you said bring the best out of everybody and that's what i always try to be as a manager and definitely what i would want to see in a manager as well is if you know i've got a strength use it utilize me and and vice versa and Mm. like you said because we all had different things that we could contribute to the team that's why we were i mean we never ended up going on a quarterly competition to greece Budapest, New York, wherever. But I mean, we we had a nice brunch in Windsor. Does that <laughs> count as you know? Amazing. Yeah, that was. Amazing. Oh, that was so I mean, nice. half a day off is half a day off. Like we had such mm-hmm. a l- lovely morning, and knowing that we earned that and we got that together, it was a great reward.
2: And you're right, because I feel like a huge part of being a manager is knowing others' strengths and others' weaknesses, but also knowing then who is. The right person to do different roles like we used to have different roles in the center and we'd all try and learn each of the roles to make sure mm. we had some knowledge and some confidence but for for example Yvonne you were great at working with different schools and like that was such a strength of something that you loved doing so then yes even though I was higher up than you it wasn't you know my position to then go I'm going to go and do it because I knew that you were stronger at it and I think that is what makes a great manager yeah. is you know your own weaknesses but you also know the people that you work with that can support you to develop in those areas. And I know managers that have struggled because they feel like they've got to be the best at everything. And that that's not true. And if you pretend that's the way mm. that's then when I've seen team dynamic issues, I've seen issues with you know relationships in different work environments, because people might see you as pretending to be something you're not. And that's not the point of being a manager that you go the best at everything. Yes, you need some knowledge and some confidence, but you need to know your people that you work with and you need to know how to lean on them, but how to use their
1: strengths in the most positive way for, for where you work. I, I have a question. So when you moved over to our centre, so obviously previously you were in a different location within the company and you were manager there, you then came over to manage our team because obviously that's where your manager realised your strengths and realised you were the right person to lead our team obviously me and I should already been in the center at that point so how do you go in to a center where you know like the other assistant managers have already been in that role have already built those relationships and now you've got to then lead the team a lot of communication because I remember coming
2: into you guys and I knew a bit of background on the center I'd done some research myself I'd spoken to previous managers So I I did have some research beforehand, some some knowledge, but I remember just observing you two for even just 10 minutes. And I thought I knew I had learned so much about you both in that
1: stage. Right. okay.
2: So I'd say don't go in guns blazing. You know, I think we all have ideas sometimes, especially when you get a promotion or you change role of this is what I want to go and achieve. This is what I want it to look like you need to first of all know about the people you're working with and know where you're working the environment and and what is actually needed to make it great so I remember just observing you guys and then just having really honest conversations I remember Aish being like you did not sound confident in the interaction that you had when you were phoning um, one of our families Mm. and you were like I don't I just thought I had to go and do it and I was like that's not the case this is why I'm here and after a phone you looked really angry (laughs) I, think <laughs> <Like all time. laughs> I, I, I believe you were get, getting some feedback and I remember thinking gosh you're just you just don't you just don't agree with this but it seemed like you didn't have the forum to be able to you know reciprocate and say how you were truly feeling and I remember saying to you you know always tell me how you're feeling if you disagree with something let me know so we can have a conversation mm. about it and it was the same for the other um, staff that we were managing together I remember we had a big training with them and it was like, I, you know, Tasha, this is me. I did a big, big introduction, but this is what I want to bring to to the center. This is what I want to bring to you all. How do you feel about this? So it was everyone together. It wasn't just me coming in thinking I'm going to change everything. It was a conversation, but I was also Mm. very confident in doing so. I think confidence is a big part of this as well. I had confidence from my previous role, from my previous center, I had confidence in myself with that role I knew I was good at it I knew that I had good ideas and I think that also helped me then to also show you guys that I could support you in being stronger and more confident managers as well all working together
0: yeah I think as a manager and as a leader like confidence is probably one of the most important elements of like a character you can have because If you don't have any confidence, your team is just not going to have confidence in themselves and in you as a manager. And like I I know that in that role specifically, I did struggle a lot with my own confidence. So, in order to help anyone who's listening who has low self-confidence, because you have a lot of confidence for someone who's so young as a manager, and not a lot of people do. So, just interestingly, like, where does it, where does it come from? Like, where do you get it from? So I want to (laughs) know.
2: Really interesting. I don't know if you guys would know this. I wasn't very confident at school.
0: Really? I wasn't that
2: outgoing in secondary off, school. No, I wasn't. And I, I became really confident, actually, in sixth form. Um, so when I was 17, 18, and then going to university, my parents always say, you changed a lot. Like, you became so much more confident. And I think, you know, when I reflect, it's more because I, I found myself in terms of, I am quite loud. I am quite bubbly. I love singing, even though I'm absolutely rubbish at it. When I was younger, I think I was, you know, you try and fit into a box at secondary school, don't you, in a way. Um, You don't want to stand out too much, but you don't want to not stand out at all. And I feel like I followed that path. I had good friends, and I feel like during six months, I just became more of myself. So I think just being me has made me more confident. But also, I have a great friendship group. Where I can do that, and my family—they always tell me, "Tasha, be quiet. Tasha, stop singing." I know, I know, they would never ever change. My mum always says, "I will never ever want you to change, Tasha." So I think just having the right environment, the right people around you, mm-hmm. will also support you to be really confident. But just believe in yourself, and then do take a moment to reflect on what you've done really well, and in life. And I'm sure, like everyone, I have barriers over six for over uni. And I do have to reflect and think, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself for coming out of that and for doing well during these situations. And I think I became very confident during my first role as a manager before I worked with you two, because we did have moments where we went, oh my gosh, I smashed that and I did really, really well at this thing. And it therefore builds up your confidence. But if you always think about the things that go wrong, and don't get me wrong, things did definitely go wrong when I started out as well. Mm you're just going to go into a a spiral, aren't you, of self-doubt and criticism and not believing in yourself. So I just sometimes have to like pinch myself and say, Tasha, get a grip, you're still doing well and
1: really make myself think about the things that are going well. And honestly, that role as a manager, I don't know if you both feel the same way, but I feel being thrown in the deep end at 22, 23 you automatically gain so much confidence because you're given that level of responsibility. And two, so much resilience. Like that's one thing I can say i have definitely taken from having that role is because I always, I've been saying this in interviews, right? I said, I don't think anything can ever faze me because I have been in a position where I am responsible for the welfare of 10 staff in my care and 60 children in my care. If anything goes wrong in the next eight hours, it is all on me. So I don't think any other role, you know, obviously there are other roles, like for example, a teacher or anything like that, but any kind of office-based roles, I honestly don't think anything can scare me as much or anything can kind of, (laughs) you know, put me in in a level of responsibility where I'm physically responsible for the welfare and the safeguarding of 60 children families staff you know and some of the staff was 16 17 so that's the one thing I've definitely taken forward is resilience and confidence being from being thrown in the deep end from such a young age
0: yeah and sometimes you literally just have to you have to start running before you can walk and then you just wing it yeah and that's literally <laughs> that is literally how you learn like my dad always says like if you're always waiting to be ready you will never be ready because there will always be something that you will think about that will stop you going for it and you'll always say that I'm not ready so, it's always your
1: own thoughts we've said this in the past it's yeah, always your exactly. own thoughts and your own conscious that stops you from from going for something completely exactly
0: exactly and and one question I actually had for you, Tash, because a lot of people's confidence or lack of confidence, should I say, at this point in life comes from the lack of experience or not being old enough as a manager to be a manager, if that makes sense. So did you kind of have to deal with uh, any age complexes or when you were managing people who are older than you or like sitting across from, you know, people who you're in meetings with who are much older than you, maybe looking down at you and being like... You're so young, why are you telling me
2: what to yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting question. I remember meeting a tutor who's a part-time staff member who was applying for the role and was probably in their late 50s, early 60s. Okay. And I introduced myself as a regional manager, as an example, and I remember him looking at me like, what are you talking about? Really? Why, and you can tell someone's facial expression can't you and he sounded very sarcastic there when he started speaking to me and I knew instantly this is not someone that that I wanted to be in a centre that I managed and to be in this company and again I really did explain to him that it's not all about age it's about skill set and he then obviously didn't get the role I gave him the feedback and he was very, very critical of the feedback I was giving him. And I explained that you know, we'd also look for very receptive people. And I felt in the interview that you weren't being receptive to the feedback I was giving you, and that's we felt you weren't right for the role. So I've definitely felt it before, but I've also felt it from the other side where I became a regional manager and I was in some big operation meetings with our CEO and with our managing director who I'd always really looked up to you know you meet them in the corridors you meet them at parties but you've never really had a big conversation with them and I'll never forget my first meeting and being like oh my gosh what am I doing here
1: kind of out of your depth
2: yeah yeah I felt really out of my depth but actually then as I was listening I knew that I had so much to give to this meeting and I think my age helped with that mm. and the fact that I'd actually been doing a role only a couple of weeks beforehand that they were talking about and actually they hadn't considered different things from the experience or from someone from the role below them. And actually me being able to come in and explain, actually, this is how I would feel if you made this decision or actually I really disagree with what you're saying. Mm. It meant that I had so much more to give. So I do definitely thought there was 10, 20 minutes where I was honestly petrified of some of these stuff. More because I really looked up to them. Not they were scary, but I really looked up to these people. But then actually realizing, a, I got this role for a reason. i I've got so much to add, just like anyone's got anything to add to how they feel about a situation. So I think that self-belief really, really came into it yeah. with the age.
0: Yeah. And I think those insights are really, really important. Like especially with how society is at the moment and how technologically advanced we are, I feel like a lot of people who are older who are in these managerial positions they don't actually, if they are aiming towards the younger market, I feel like a lot of them don't actually understand the younger market. They need young people in their company. Like they need these people to be in leadership roles who actually understand what, you know, certain companies need to deliver. Because you're right. Otherwise, you wouldn't have an insight on what it's like on the ground. You know, you don't know what your customer or your staff actually want. So that's a really, really interesting point that you just made.
1: And. Honestly, people, particularly in my old company, if you've been in a team and you've all been there for X amount of years, like two, three years plus, I honestly thought they became a bit stagnant as a team. So, you know, they're all set in their ways. They're not open minded. They're not open to change. And then I came in and they were like, oh, we don't particularly like this girl because she's got too many ideas and she's not sticking to the status quo. Well, no, that's why you need me more than ever, because... If somebody isn't going to tell you you're doing something wrong, like you said, as a young, fresh perspective, yeah. then you're going to keep doing things in the wrong way and not communicating effectively. And it's mm. because of my confidence from the managerial role, I felt baldy enough to go in there and say, look, I don't particularly agree with this process. What's the point of, for example, emailing suppliers all the time? Pick up the phone, build rapport with them. Don't you know what I mean? you How can you build a relationship and how can you make as much money for the company as you would like if you're not building a with people. So it's mm. about like small tweaks can really make a big difference. Like you said, to a, a team that is well experienced in quotation marks, yes. But if they've been doing the same for five, six years, how do you know there's not something that could improve the way you're doing it? And that's when people like us would come in and, you know, rock the boat a bit and put some ideas out there.
2: And we definitely found that in our company. I think what was really exciting about the companies that, we started to, before the lockdown, we really started to bring in um, people from outside the company for the first time to really high up roles. And we never, ever used to do that. I'd say we were quite stuck in our ways. And I, I believe that other colleagues would actually really agree with me. And that wasn't a bad thing, because it worked for so long. But there was a period that we all had to go, this isn't working anymore. But people had to stand up and to say that. And it therefore meant that we had some really experience great people coming in from outside the company that seems give some great insight and mean that we're doing things really more efficiently and more exciting now which before we weren't because we had the confidence to speak up mm. about these different things so age doesn't make a difference it truly doesn't everyone's got thoughts whether you've worked in a company or not yeah and everyone should be listened to but you've got to have the confidence i always say it's a bit like in an interview where people go You know, any question, don't be afraid. It's not a silly question because whoever's thinking this, probably someone else is thinking it. And it's the same with this. If you've got an idea, someone else is probably thinking something similar but afraid to say it. And what is the worst that's going to happen? You've just got to be confident. And, you know, something that we do quite well in this company that that you guys used to work for, we, we challenge each other. I feel like, you know, you've got to be also confident to challenge one another. And it's not an argument. It's not a disagreement. It's a challenge that you can therefore make the best decision for you and for others. Definitely just be confident to to say something and think, what is the worst that's going to happen for me thinking, saying
1: my mind? I remember thinking that when I first started uh, at the company, you know, I thought if I was to challenge something, I'd get fired. You know what I mean? Like so many young people, we feel we can't say anything. We don't have a voice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's brilliant advice. And it's something I would also agree with, you know, just because you are – fresh off the boat graduate, it doesn't mean you don't have a voice. It doesn't mean you don't have an opinion or a fresh perspective.
0: Yeah. And also if you do really not discourage, but if you don't encourage people to ask questions, like how are they going to learn and get the experience? Like I remember from my very first grad job, so just after graduated, the job I went into, that shattered, completely shattered my confidence going into the corporate world because I was just so scared to say anything. And I think that really impacted me then in my other roles and in my other jobs. Like even now I sometimes struggle with it and I'll be like, oh, should I be saying this? Like, is this really stupid? And, but I have to really, really remind myself that it's okay. And, but I think as a team, like the way we worked, I think that really, really helps me with that. So like even just coming back to the first point, like you need that support system around you. If you don't have it, but you love your job, you're eventually you're going to end up not liking your job just based on the fact that you just have no confidence in your ability, And it's really sad because it happens to so many grads and so many young people that they just get such a horrible welcome into the corporate world and then they're just put off from
1: anything else because they don't have the right support around them. Definitely. I think you're completely right, Aisha. And I mean, this is what we've been advocating for and this is exactly why... Life's a Playground was made to really teach people to be resilient, to be confident, because as we've said before, you're not prepared for that post-school, post-graduate, whichever level of education you leave, you're not ready for the workforce. So that's why the last few months we have been advocating and trying to share our experiences and try to give anecdotes and give our own opinions on what's happened in our lives. And it's great that Tash has been able to join us as well to kind of say, look, even though you are young, you are able to be a successful manager at such a young age, or at least we think so. We think we did a pretty good job of it. I mean, we could literally talk for hours, but I think we've come full circle and I'd be quite happy to wrap this up. And then we can continue this conversation next week so we still have so much we want to share and so much we want to talk about and discuss so please tune in again next week for the second part of our episode with Tasha see you soon bye Bye.